You are listening to the Cork and Taylor Wine Podcast. Each week, we uncork the lighter side of wine with some of the most intriguing people in the wine industry. So grab a glass, let's drink some wine, and talk some shit. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whatever time it is and wherever you're listening to. Luke Taylor here, Cork and Taylor Podcast. This is going to be a really fun episode. I've been looking forward to this in the last five minutes. I've really got excited. I have the world-famous, world-renowned in parts of Sebastopol, Tom Meadowcroft. Tom Meadowcroft, welcome to the Cork and Taylor Podcast. Thank you, Luke. It's great to have you here from Ohio. I'm really honored that you have chosen me on your very well, I couldn't, I couldn't, short list. Well, I couldn't of, get anybody else, let's be honest. Uh, so, yeah, it's always great to see you. Oh, for sure, for sure. And we're going to have some fun. And I, and I mean, I love your background and uh, kind of your history. And, and just give us kind of a short, short synopsis of Tom Meadowcroft, the background, getting into wine. Yeah. So, Luke, I, um, my parents divorced when I was very young and my mother remarried. I'm Austrian who's looking in Geneva, Switzerland. And uh, so I spent uh, my early years living in, in Switzerland, and I owe a lot to that passage of my life. Uh, let's just say in my early teens, uh, it was quite normal to be drinking wine. Mm-hmm. And when you go to a restaurant in Switzerland, their wine list has wines from all over Europe, mm-hmm. uh, which unlike, let's say, I was across the border from Geneva, Switzerland, in France, it would be all French wine. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And, and so you get indoctrinated uh, by that simple situation that wherever you are, let's say in France or Italy, Germany, that your town, your region makes the best wines. Mm-hmm. So by having that, that very international exposure to drinking uh, German Rieslings, to Austrian uh, interesting white wines and, and Italian uh, uh, wines from all over, and even the Swiss wines as well, too. Uh, Do they make these wines, Swiss wines? Honestly, do, do they make what good wines in uh, Switzerland? I I have grown up with some really wonderful Syrahs. And, uh, <laughs> Swiss Syrahs. Swiss Syrahs. Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and there's a wonderful wine uh, that's called Aigle de Mirail, um that is a white uh, uh, Chardonnay uh, that is really delicious. So yeah, so that's that's sort of the beginning of, of my life uh, there. Um, when I was 19, I decided to go work in Bordeaux and. Uh, a friend in our village uh, knew somebody who had a chateau in Bordeaux, mm-hmm. and uh, I went there in August. And uh, as, as you may know, they don't pick any grapes in August uh, in, in Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got there, and um, uh, there was nobody in the village. So I uh, basically uh, started looking for jobs around the Sauternes mm-hmm. because I had heard they were going to be picking some grapes. Sure. And so I went to a little chateau called Chateau du Cam. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So I I figured, you know, they were well known. (laughs) Supposedly. And and, uh, so middle of August, knocked on the cellar door, Mm -hmm. and there was no answer. And it was about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So I knocked again, Mm -hmm. and uh, being the insistent American, and this old man, basically somebody about my age right now, comes out and goes, what do you do? What do you want? (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I said, I'm looking for a job. And he goes, I don't have any jobs. And he begins to close the door on me. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's and, amazing. And, and so I put my foot in the door and I said, look, buddy, I, I need a job. 
mm-hmm. and, and he goes, well, I'll tell you what. I went back to uh, the cafe where I was renting a little room. The owner there says, well, what happened to him? Well, I was going to, I was told to go take out. Uh, she goes, well, that's okay. So the next day, I was picking apples. That's amazing. And how long, and what kind of apples were they? <laughs> were they any good? How many did you eat? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know how that goes. You get about two or three, you're all done. <laughs> Do you have any appreciation for apple pie? I, well, there's something called a tarte tantin. That is a wonderful French tart. That is incredible. I'll make it for you. <laughs> I can't so wait. That I love. So how long did you have to pick apples? I picked apples, so from August until about oh, early September. I think it was about two weeks into September. And then from there, I went to uh, uh, pick some Merlot, and uh, I ended up working at another vineyard in Saint-Emilion, and, and then I went back to Chateau du Cap. And I said, wow. okay, I've got the experience now. I've picked the apples. I've picked the grapes. And he said, unfortunately... I can't hire him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my friend across the street, go work for him. So I, and who was that across the street? It was a place called Chateau Au Bergeron, a little Sauternes uh, maker. And uh, I went back there. I went back there two years ago mm-hmm. uh, to go visit the owners and, and uh, look at my old bunk uh, house where I, I bunked up. And, and, you know, the beautiful thing about working for a French uh, winery is they have Pretty good lodging, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got a, a good uh, earth floor and uh, right. some good straw mattresses, <laughs> and, uh, and the food is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, you can't put a price tag on that or experience, even a price on the experience too, right? That's right. Now, you, I remember the story that your father had a bike tour company. That's correct. Right. And you have a Thomas Henry uh, label, and it's kind of in honor of him, correct? That's right. And, and it was you. I think you told me you were pretty much the grunt laborer. Yes, for I, I knew a couple of languages. Uh, then, as we would be traveling through Germany and France and in Switzerland, uh, I, I was the one who was always put out in front to uh, to uh, to translate and, and look like a poor child. And, and need help. <laughs> so, are you, and, are you? Do you still ride bikes? I do. I do. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, these were some wonderful adventures with about 20 to 25 people. So, for example, as we would stop for the night in a little village, uh, my father would say, hey, let's go down the street here and find some, some good tasting wines for a good price. Mm-hmm. And so that was his, his mantra. That was his order of the day was uh, to do that. So that's why uh, Thomas Henry is really an homage to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that the wines that I've made here in California are based on finding some great vineyards mm-hmm. that either I've worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. As you know, um, before I made wine in California, I worked for a vineyard management company mm-hmm. for about seven years and got to uh, got to meet plenty of, of uh, wonderful growers mm-hmm. and winemakers here throughout Napa and, and Sonoma. So with those relationships, and also up in Amador too, where mm-hmm. I, I source some great Zen. So with those relationships, I've been able to find those surplus grapes, mm-hmm. or sometimes uh, winemaker friends of mine have surplus wine, and I bring those to my place. Yeah. Who would you say was your biggest influence as you started out in the wine business? Oh, you, Luke. Oh, come on now. I'm younger than you by about 40 years. I, I've had so many good experiences. I would definitely say working at Buckland Vineyard Management where I was for seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gave me the opportunity to meet uh, the winemakers at, uh, at Cape Bread, um, Dan Dutton, um, and uh, 
the founding winemakers of Luna, producer um, John Comstock, mm-hmm. and I also worked with Opus, as you know, and Madavi, mm-hmm. and uh, so I got to meet uh, uh, Robert Madavi, who had some influence, but it was really Michael Salachi, who I feel helped steer the direction of, of the winemaking. But um, I think one of the most important relationships was this uh, one guy, Dan uh, John Joy. Yeah, Dan Don Joy. No, I've got that wrong. <laughs> he was obviously a lasting uh, impression if you don't even know his bloody name. Jean Dan Joy. And Jean uh, came from France. Um, and he was hired as part of the uh, uh, Lafitte Rothschild family. Okay. And he was in charge of the vineyards. So that we would interface with the different uh, Cabernet Sauvignon vineyards that uh, overseas by. Uh, that were under our management. And so he taught me so much about how to taste the fruit, and look for the maturity, how to cabernet Sauvignon. And that's, I know it's an old, old uh, adage saying that uh, wines are made in the vineyard, but truly it's, it's about being able to understand how to taste uh, the fruit, look for those the signs of the blackberry cassis, the blueberry notes to emerge from uh, the Cabernet Sauvignon, and and to be patient. Mm-hmm. Patient. <laughs> patient. So tell me a little bit about uh, Meadowcroft Wines now. I mean, obviously we got a little bit of your background. You know, you, you make some interesting uh, different varietals and different wines. I do. And is that um, kind of because of your background? I mean, you, or you're just passionate about those grapes? I mean, tell me a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, you, you know, as I said earlier, I think it harkens back to those days in Switzerland where there was such a panorama of, of wines to taste. And, and so wines were judged by either the complexity or their singular focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, you begin to love a varietal, a blend, much in the same fashion that you might go to a museum mm-hmm. and uh, begin to appreciate impressionistic art versus contemporary mm-hmm. versus modern, and then enjoy sculpture and uh, all sorts of things. So my problem has been my, my joy of making wines mm-hmm. uh, from all different varieties. And, and so I am lucky in a way. I'm cursed that I'm lucky that I have a great team mm-hmm. that... Um, that we uh, enjoy making 14, 15 different uh, varietal wines Mm -hmm. and a number of blends. And I'm also very lucky to have growers uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, indulge me in uh, taking a couple of tons of VOA or Roussan or Grenache and Carignan and so on. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I've got that curiosity. I've got that passion and uh, that pursuit uh, of bringing out the best, the best of the aromatics and the best of the intensity of, of the, the food that shows up in the tan structure of the wine. And the nice, nice thing is you don't make a ton of each wine, so it's not like, oh my gosh, I really want to make this Roussan. I'm going to make two thousand cases of it. Correct. You know, you're probably making hundred cases. cases. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, some of the places you grow, did you have kind of a hand in some of those vineyards? Uh, back when you were working for the different uh, for Buckland, yes, I, I did. And in certain places, we were responsible for planting, and then my job was also to find the the varietal. So, for example, let's say some Pinot Grigio, uh, finding the right vineyard that had the right selection of Pinot Grigio, and then getting those cuttings and then planting them in the new vineyard. 
So that's sort of at the base, the architecture of starting a vineyard mm-hmm. is you start with the right materials because that's going to give you the, uh, the aromatics that you're looking for and then the flavors in the wine. Now, over the years, I started getting involved with different growers in Sonoma more and more. Mm-hmm. And we, we have a wine loop in front of us right here that's called the River Trace wine. Mm-hmm. And this is a blend of two different vineyards. One's in Chalk Hill, one's in Dry Creek. Mm-hmm. And we have Grenache, Syrah, and uh, Moubert, and a little bit of Petit Syrah in here as well, too. And we, uh, in, in choosing these vineyards, it was again about understanding which which clones, which varieties uh, were were chosen for a particular site, and tasting I, the fruit. And I guess why Petit Syrah? Because that's kind of a, you know, it's a GSM blend with Petit Syrah. Yes. I like Petit Syrah because it will, on its own, it's got these fantastic plum notes. Mm-hmm. And it's got a richness of, of texture on the tongue. And it, it just seems to be this chameleon that will work really well with the whole family of the, the Rhone, the red Rhone uh, uh, wines. And, and is it something that I would use every vintage? No, it, it really depends upon whether it complements, which sounds kind of easy to say, but uh, one day you'll do a blend with me and you'll see how a Petit Syrah or maybe a little bit more Grenache mm-hmm. will provide that that fuller breadth and depth in the wine. Mm-hmm. I actually have done a blending experience with you two years ago, and uh, True. here, and it was uh, it was really amazing to see how a little bit here, a little bit there, can kind of change the complexity. And and obviously, with some of your like, for instance, your anniversary cuvee, which is more, I believe, Cabernet heavy, correct? True. It changes each year, correct? It does. It does, and uh, so, for example, our current release has more Petit Bordeaux in it, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so why is that? Well, fundamentally, it it depends also on how certain of these wines that we are aging for the anniversary cuvee mm-hmm. are showing themselves, and uh, and and this Petit Bordeaux is just absolutely um, so rich and intense mm-hmm. and. So we decided that we wanted to really sort of showcase an anniversary cuvee with that particular variety. So it does change up. And that's, I think, part of the fun of being a winemaker mm-hmm. is to surprise our guests, but yet still give them a comfort of knowing that there's kind of a theme with the anniversary cuvee. Mm-hmm. And it's this smoothness, but there's a depth in, in the richness of the tannins. Mm-hmm. And and that there's a bounty of, of aromatics of uh, Blackberries and plums and blueberries—it's—it's really, mm-hmm. really a, a fun wine. How long have you made this wine? Uh, the River Trace wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the second vintage. Okay. And ironically, I have not made this earlier in my lifetime of making wine because it was so difficult to find the Grenache and the Moubert and the Carignan, and I started finding them literally about four years ago. Or I knew they were available, but they they weren't available to me, mm-hmm. I guess, in, in the small quantity. So who'd you knock off to get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Windsor Oaks. Oh, there uh, you go. There you go. 
It's amazing. Are you seeing kind of a transition away from maybe the more, or sorry, transition probably back to more of the traditional grape? Do you see more Cabernet planted Chardonnay? Are you seeing less Petit Verdot, Grenache, Mavedra, Roussan, some of the wines you really are passionate for? Generally, it is true that Cabernet Sauvignon is being planted more and more. Mm-hmm. And uh, so is Petit, Petit Verdot, mm-hmm. actually, but in, in, in smaller quantities. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pinot Noir, of course, is, is a all-time star right now, and I think it's been overplanted. What's getting pulled out are things like Merlot mm-hmm. and maybe Cabernet Franc. And, and so they're becoming a smaller and smaller portion of mm-hmm. what you'll find in Napa. And so wineries from Napa are having to go to Sonoma County to find some of these really great uh, uh, varietals that they're not able to find in, in Napa anymore. And, and they can still call it Napa as long as it's 85% correct in Napa. Correct. That's interesting. So we do a little thing called, it's supposed to be a lightning round, but it always takes longer than that. It's called sip and spin. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you probably about seven or eight questions. Right? Okay. First question with Mr. Meadowcroft. Favorite type of apple? Fuji. Now, did you pick any Fuji apples in Frank? I don't think they exist in that one. They're they're just part. Best advice you ever got in life. Now you know why this takes longer yeah, than a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got so many good uh, words of advice. That's that's the difficult thing. Um, or give me the best advice you ever got, maybe pertaining to wine that you actually used. Don't bottle anything that uh, you aren't 100% happy with. Interesting. Have you heeded that, to that advice? I didn't do it once. Ooh. Tell more. What? Tell more. Tell more. Yeah. There's not much to tell except that uh, a friend of mine uh, said this will resolve itself in the bottle. And it never did. There you go. All right. Favorite red varietal? Oh, it's got to be a black. So it's got to be a Rhone uh, style, like my River Trace, or the Anniversary Cooper. Okay. Favorite white varietal? It's got to be somewhere between Roussan and Viognier. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. So three different places. We're going to have a little competition. Who makes better wine? Ready? Yeah. First competition, Napa or Sonoma? It comes down to people, not uh, geography. Oh, gosh. Just answer the question. Napa or Sonoma? There's more variety in Sonoma, so I think I would go with the place that has the most variety. Okay. Burgundy or Bordeaux? Bordeaux. Missouri or Texas? Boy, that's (laughs) not fair. They're both good in their own way. Um, I would have to say Missouri. Have you ever had Uh, Missouri? Really? How was it? Well, not bad. Uh, You're so political. I, I, I'm just, I'm really impressed. There's so many good German immigrants that have come to Missouri and made uh, some great wine. Really? Wow. Okay. All right. F- favorite wine and food pairing? Oh, I think it's got to be uh, Prosecco and Prosciutto and Meadow. Okay. What about favorite non-traditional wine and food pairing? I want to tell you one of the ones I got. It wasn't even a favorite non-traditional, it was favorite. And it was a friend of mine, a former pro golfer. He said, buttered popcorn and red wine. And I said, well, what red wine? He's like, any red wine. Any red wine. So what is your favorite non-traditional food and wine game? You know, I would say steak and champagne. Steak and champagne? Yeah. Interesting. How does that taste? Try it. It's, it's got, if you've got a nice, rich, fatty steak, mm-hmm. that champagne, it just cleanses your palate, and it makes you want to drink more and eat more. 
Is there anything on the steak? Any uh, demi glaze or any sauce or butter even? I love pepper sauce. Yeah. Pepper sauce. And the pepper sauce, get, the champagne can hold up to it, huh? Oh, definitely. Try this. Yeah. All right. Single varietal or a blend? Blend. Figures. If you could switch with another wine vineyard owner or vintner, who would it be? Huh. Um, it could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. Another tough one. And so many wonderful people that I have seen. Just pick one. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I really esteem David Ramey that you spoke to. Mm-hmm. But I feel luckier because I do a lot more wines than he does. Luke. Uh, can always come back to it. Yeah, let's, let's come okay. back to that. Two more questions. If you weren't in the wine business, what would you be doing? I think I would be I would be writing, which is something I've been wanting to do more of. But I feel very lucky, so I'd be writing about wine and okay. about the about something called genus loci of, of the place. So genus loci is a Latin word, um, and we can talk about this some other time. But um, it's a better word than terroir, and it basically talks about the spirit of the place. Okay, and it incorporates uh, the people that are involved mm-hmm. uh, with making the wine and the choices they make in raising the vines and then how they then interpret that into making a really wonderful wine. I want to come back to uh, to winemakers that I, I really esteem. Michael Salachi mm-hmm. uh, at Opus. I certainly admire what Dan Duckhorn has done. Mm-hmm. Rick Foreman, who I work for, I yeah. really admire him a lot. There's Elizabeth Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they make some nice wines. It, it's, I, you know, it, it's interesting. With all of this, I'm trying to think of somebody that makes as many different wines as I do. And I know that there's other people out there that do it. It's a tough question, huh? I mean, when you really think about it. Yeah, I, I think uh, one other person that I really esteem is uh, uh, Sam Thackeray, actually. Mm. And I don't know why I didn't say that earlier, um, uh, but I think he'd be right up there at the top. Nice. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, there we go. A wonderful, wonderful spirit. And uh, uh, last question. Actually, we're going to do this last one. If you if you could only drink three more three wines the rest of your life, okay, any region, any winery, yeah. what would the three be? Romans. Am I allowed to say that in a general region? That's fine. If you're just not going to answer the question, that's fine. <laughs> And any certain rounds, any certain producer, maybe? There's, there's, there's one guy over there whose name is escaping me right now. You're really good at you know, some of your favorite things. You don't even remember yeah. like the, your, the best. My own name. Well, no, uh, the best, uh, you know, the, the, you're kind of the person you looked up to in the wine. You don't even know his name. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think it'd be easy to say Chateauneuf-du-Pape and, and, no, and sure. Fondrieu. But lately, I've been so disappointed with wines from Cornley that they're getting way too expensive, and I feel the quality is really dropped. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know you're going to hate me for saying this, but I think wines in Sonoma County, mm-hmm. uh, there's just such a great variety. Oh, of, for sure. And, and that's what I love is, is the, um, the spirit of experimentation and of um, uniqueness that many winemakers are pursuing here. If I had to pick one wine, you know, I probably would come back to sparkling to a certain degree, but I know I get tired of that too. So, okay. <laughs> these are hard hitting questions yeah. by Luke Taylor. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny All because right. I've asked that to a couple of people and it's really difficult to answer because when you really think about it, why don't you see your own wines? I mean, that's one of the three. You can pick one of your own wines. I mean, that's usually the 
the political and diplomatic uh, answer. Right. I guess I guess we're also modest, aren't we? Um, Supposedly. Yeah. Well, then, if that was the case, then I would I would come back to the anniversary coup yeah. and, and the river trace. Yeah. yeah. I said one, you give me two, but whatever. I'm not going to argue with you. So what's what's next for you? I mean, what does the future hold? Um, you know, are you going to produce some different wines? Are you going to stick with what you got? I mean, what? Yes. What is the future? Well, I I find that right now I've hit a certain happy place mm-hmm. where I've got a number of great new vineyards that I, I brought on last year from the Oakley area. Okay. And that's where I'm getting some Carignan and Grenache and Rubert. Really happy about that. So exploring some more about the, the winemaking with that mm-hmm. is going to be a lot of fun for this year. So... Any events you because I mean, we've got a really cool taste room that we're sitting right now. People picking wine for the wine club, whatever, in the outside patio. Yes. I mean, is there any kind of events you're excited to uh, to maybe do down the road, or you know? Good question. We had our 10 year anniversary basically 10 days before we all had this all shut down. Uh, yeah, and that was a great celebration. We had over 120 people awesome. in this uh, tasting room and on the patio. And, and so that was just a great, great celebration. And yes, so I'm looking forward to doing a repeat of that celebration every year. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. We're going we're, we're to have a little bit of uh, bonus coverage. If you want to uh, listen on the Patreon, Port uh, and Taylor website, uh, membership site. I thank Tom so much and I appreciate uh, everybody for listening. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay.